Welcome to Spark Creators, a podcast that empowers kids to learn, create, and become. This podcast invites creators and entrepreneurs from all over to share their stories and ideas. We believe every kid is creative. It's just a matter of taking that first step and starting now. We hope this podcast can inspire you to create something that makes a difference in the world. If you want to stay inspired, remember to subscribe. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Or visit us at peachandplumlab.com slash podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Spark, where all kids are empowered to learn, create, and become. I am Jennifer Lee. I am a ninth grader at Archbishop Mitty High School in San Jose, California. And I am Yang Gao, an 8th grader from Union Middle School, San Jose, California. We are the hosts for today, and we will be taking turns to be co-hosts for the Spark podcast in the future with Lee. This is our first episode, and Lee is actually our guest as well. That's why we were both here. It is our first episode, so it's a little special. Yeah, it's great to kick off our first Spark podcast series with the Founders Entrepreneur Kid, Lee and Erica. Today we're going to chat about why creativity, entrepreneurship, and problem-solving skills are important for kids. Lee and Erica, can you introduce yourself? Hello everyone, my name is Lee Zen. I am the co-founder of Entrepreneur Kid, and I will be the host for Spark Podcast for future episodes. In the past, I have taught design at college level in two different uh, southern universities. That's where I have met Erica in Arkansas, where we started this Entrepreneur Kid children's book together. Right now, I am a product designer based in the Bay Area. I'm very passionate about education and entrepreneurship. And of course, as a designer, I wanted to build simple and elegant products that can bring great experience to users. I loved working for impactful products or building something that can really make a difference in the world. That's why we created Spark where we can bring together amazing guests and share creative ideas to inspire kids to dream and create. And I'm Erica, author of Entrepreneur Kid. I have a background in both writing and technology, so this project means a lot to me because it brings together those two interests and passions. My career started at the New York Times. I was in marketing, but I realized I was most interested in sharing stories and important information which is part of the mission at the New York Times. And that led me into more of the writing path. Um, I also am interested in how do we use like uh, tools like social media and technology to um, further our messages. So when this project came about, it was really at the intersection of those interests, both writing and technology. Uh, and it also combined my interest in entrepreneurship and education. Great, so we are really interested in your stories. So we want to know, how did you end up creating Entrepreneur Kid? Could you please tell us a little more about that? Uh, And so we mentioned we were both in Arkansas. I grew up in Arkansas, and Lee was there as a graphic design professor. I was working in entrepreneurship and and startups. And Lee came to me and said that uh, we should work on a project together. We were both in the startup scene in Arkansas and have very complementary skills. She is a designer with an impeccable eye for user experience. Um, and I am 
in marketing and uh, writing. We both work in technology, so we came up with a lot of different ideas, something uh, projects we could work on, and the one that really stuck was a picture book series. And by the end of the day, we had decided that we want to write about kid entrepreneurs who are, you know, creating interesting projects to solve problems. Well, from my side, is that I think it's always good to talk to people who you think you can share similar ideas and interests. So when I met Erica, I was like, oh, she's doing some amazing things. Maybe there's some way we can create something together. That's why I went to her. Around that time, I wasn't involved in entrepreneurship education for kids, but I was very interested in actually doing children's book. On the other side, Erica actually had experience teaching kids about entrepreneurship. She brought startup weekend to high school kids in Arkansas. So when I shared several different interests and passion with her, we landed on this idea called Entrepreneur Kid, and I am really、uh, appreciative of the collaboration. And I think it's a Great and perfect combination、um, for both of our interest and strength, and it is also something we are really passionate about as well. So today our topic is why creativity, entrepreneurship, and problem-solving skills is important for kids to learn today. So we would love to hear what you guys have to say. Sure. So the reason we created Entrepreneur Kid is because we wanted to bring creativity, entrepreneurship, and problem-solving mindset in kids everywhere. Our Entrepreneur Kid、um, series has just been published in China in both Chinese and English. So making it easier, I will share what is creativity, and Erica maybe she can introduce to you what entrepreneurship is. Creativity, according to a business dictionary, it is a mental characteristic that allows a person to think outside of the box, which results in innovative or different way, different approaches to a particular task. So, from my perspective, a very important element for creativity is freedom and the confidence to create. So, either you have the freedom to think to do something. And that is in a safe environment. You feel your ideas will not be judged in any other way, or you will go as wild as possible. So think about dreaming. Actually, dreaming itself feels like a format. You know that where we do not con- consciously control what we think. So that's why our dreams can go all over the place. According to George Land, who created a creativity test, says that young children are actually most creative. Especially when they are at an early age, so we became less and less creative as we age. That's also why it is important for us to encourage kids to create when they are really young. When kids create, they do not get limited by a lot of rules, regulations, or fear of judgment. But as an adult, we consider way too many factors in a way that limits our creativity. So that's why even Picasso says it took him a lifetime to paint like a child. So be creative and make something happen at an early age. It's just part of the self-expression, and you will find great joy and fulfillment doing so. I think a lot of skills are like that. That you need to test those skills very early on, and entrepreneurship is one of those skills.、Uh, I can't remember where I exactly read this, but. There's a similar study on creativity and aging, 
that says that our ability to learn decreases over time. Somewhere around 10 years old, we're at our best capacity for learning. So no matter what it is, the skill that you want to learn, or that you'd like your child uh, to learn, for example, it should be taught from a very early age. And this is um, important for entrepreneurship because uh, it becomes harder and harder to change our behaviors uh, and harder to learn new things. So when we think about what it takes to be entrepreneurial, well, we just need to be thinking about so how do we um, teach kids to see opportunities and solve problems from a very young age? In our books, the Entrepreneur Kid series, all of the kids do that. They see a problem and they decide to solve it. Um, that's an important skill, having that entrepreneurial mindset. Because no matter what career path you choose, you're going to need those skills. Lee and I will go into that a little bit more in, in a, a little bit, but... Some of the key skills that an entrepreneur needs are, you know, the ability to lead, the ability to communicate, uh, and the ability to work with other people. Those are skills you're going to need no matter what job you take. So it's very important that from a very young age, uh, children have the opportunity to start thinking about entrepreneurship. Uh, so we should really be uh, looking to teach those skills. So I guess there are several things we wanted to share why entrepreneurship, creativity, and problem-solving skills are so important. One aspect is that not only there is a need from the future employer, but also there's a need from the student themselves. When we've grown up, we have all, you know, we all have to face to the market that to find a job or create your own businesses. So actually, according to a national report, only 70 uh, only 37% of American high school uh, seniors are actually college and career ready. That means actually 60-some percent students are not ready. They do not know they wanted, what they want to do in their life. They don't know what will happen for them for the future and what kind of path would they take. So it sounds scary, but that is the choice a lot of people have to face when they are out of college. When you graduate... When you really start looking for any companies, there's a big need for such entrepreneurial or leadership skills. So, Can you be more specific about those skills? Yes. Among those skills that employers seek, what type of skills are mostly important? From the same national report, employers think leadership skills is actually number one, the most important skills at a workplace. 80% of employers want a person to have leadership skills because they wanted to train leaders uh, who can help grow the company. The second most important ability is collaboration skills. Being able to work uh, with your managers and coworkers. It takes a group of people to expand a company. Never would one person grow without each other's help. So do not just focus on yourself. Put yourself in a team and really make the teams thrive. Another important skill is communication skills. Not only for the verbal communication, but also for written communication. It's very important um, to show and tell each other what you think. And that is just the way how we collaborate. And the fourth one I remember is actually problem solving skills. Uh, different from going to school, you may be thrown into a project at your workplace without any guidance. 
So when your manager tells you like you need to do this, and he has some expectations, now you have to do all the research and just figure out everything related to the whole project and create some result out of it. Workplace is no longer like in school, so where there's a lot, you know, like someone to teach you step by step. And problem solving skill is actually ability that you probably wanted to learn at an early age. So the earlier you can expose to these、uh, to these skills, the better you can prepare yourself for any future challenges. Wow, that's very shocking. I thought a lot more people figured out what they want in life after college. How did you guys eventually learn these skills? Because you said that a lot of kids like don't have much in them, so they're not ready even after graduating from college. So how did you figure out what to do and acquire all these skills? Great question. Maybe、um, I I can talk from my experience. Why when I was in middle school, I was a really shy girl when I was in middle school, and I I knew I was afraid to talk in public. I got nervous whenever I have to talk in front of the classmates, for example. However, I pushed myself out of the comfort zone and signed up for a public speaking class. I still remember how nervous I was by walking on that stage, trying to say something, but having such a hard time coming up with words that can connect my sentence. It was, it was through that class. However, I learned the scary things actually came out from my own mind, as I was imagining people would judge me or talk about me when I make mistakes. But on the other hand, if I actually think people would love to hear what I talk and find great joy when they're listening to me, then I would be more confident. So I know it's all in my mind. So I think you just have to learn what is your weakness and then maybe try to face it and really make a make some efforts to improve it. For me, it, I didn't know entrepreneurship was an option when I was in high school or even college. I Did I did start learning those skills? However, in around eighth grade,、uh, taking on leadership roles in school clubs,、uh, that was a really great opportunity for me to contribute, to lead a team, and、uh, to you know flex those muscles of collaboration, communication, and creativity. But I didn't really feel confident. Enough to be able to start and grow a business until after I graduated college. In fact, I was graduating in 2009 when the job market was kind of difficult. So,、uh, I, while I did have opportunities, it was、um, really not full-time work that I was looking at. You know, being the most interested in. So instead, I decided to start my own company and take on my first big client. Um, it was in that job, you know, has you know, running my own company, that I actually started developing those skills at a you know operable level, and to figure out that I had the ability to to actually be an entrepreneur. I think it's important to note that it's it, that it's possible to teach entrepreneurship. There's a myth that you can't learn entrepreneurship. That entrepreneurs are born that way, but we need to start and really continue flipping that narrative to to make it obvious that entrepreneurship is not just for those born that way. It's something you can learn over time, and I think I'm one of those people.
that is a good testament to that. So thank you for sharing your insights. So what would you say to other kids who also want to start early and become entrepreneurs? How does one actually become an entrepreneur? So do you have any suggestions for us? I think we can actually use our kid example from our Entrepreneur Kid books. That's exactly how we want to tell kids from all over. How can you actually start to be an entrepreneur kid? Let's look at Sebastian and Brandon, these two brothers. I think from their story, we learned that starting from your interest and passion is really important. I'm sure like we were all fascinated by something when we were young too. Sebastian was fascinated by socks and he loves socks at such an early age. So along the way, he collects thousands or hundreds of socks. He wears them to school every day. But one day, his school told him that he cannot wear those socks to school anymore because it, it was against the, the uniform dressing code. So because the school said every, everybody has to wear black socks, Sebastian's mom had to encourage Sebastian and Brandon to pursue another step, just saying, why don't you guys try to design your own socks? So from this case, they are actually, there's actually not really like trying to solve a specific problem around them or solve someone else's problem. They're solving a problem of themselves not being able to wear colorful socks to school. So based on this pure interest on socks, they were able to actually create, like finish some design and send it to the factory and get some prototype um, socks that was made, of, made out of their own design. Now, are you kidding company, this sock company, which is the name for the sock company, are you kidding? Um, they sell thousands of socks to customers all over the world and they donate so much to charity as well. They have done so much in their life at a, such an early age. For example, getting reward, getting rewards and um, I guess like media coverage everywhere. And they even, you know, like uh, helped a lot of kids in di from different charities. They have done some amazing things at a, such a young age. So uh, it's all because of this passion for socks. Yeah, that's right. So Passion is definitely one way of starting a company. When you're a kid or really any age, um, you can think about passion and interest. Another way is to start from a problem. If you think about Gabby in our book, Gabby Invents the Perfect Hair Bow, she started from a problem. She was facing the problem of her hair um, coming undone when she was at school after it had been you know, nicely braided, by, braided or you know, styled by her mother. Um, the clips at the bottom of her hair were just not strong enough to stand, so she'd come home, her hair all undone, and, you know, this was frustrating for both her and her mother. So they looked at that problem, and they said, how can we invent a better barrette? And so they did it, and they ended up patenting it, and they've sold it in, you know, all 50 states and multiple countries across the world. Um, there are so many ways to start. A business. I think passion, interest, um, having a problem. Um, some people just are curious and they they want to see what they can do. You know, there's so many ways to start a business. So I'd say the biggest thing is to start uh, is to start looking at the problems around you and to consider what is it uh, that I want to solve. 
So yeah, problem-based entrepreneurship is a big thing I advocate for. Uh, that's the story for Gabby. But for Rachel, even though she was um, actually she also solved the problem that she faced on the uh, on a daily basis, she actually went to another route. In the beginning, she didn't even know that she could be an entrepreneur. She never imagined herself to be an entrepreneur.、Um, so she, what she did is she actually went to an entrepreneurship class where they train young students, like say your age, middle school or high school. Is a class they go through different concepts and stories, and that's when Rachel started、um, generating this idea about solving the problem around her, and that's also why she combined both of her passion and problem solving in her actually final solution. She was a lacrosse player in school, and every day she practices and trains a lot. As a result. She experienced a lot of low-quality lacrosse equipment, and she ended up breaking a lot of them. And at the same time, she was thinking, if she can solve a problem, could she actually create some lacrosse equipment that has a higher quality? And that's exactly how she brought her own problem into the classroom and created something that she is actually using on a daily basis. So when we visited her company, the equipment. Their equipment has already sold on Amazon, Dick's、uh, Sporting Goods, and it's really amazing to see what she has accomplished by just taking an entrepreneurship course and just did her business alone with the class as a finished product. One of the other things to do is to talk to people who have either similar or different interests、uh, in you,、uh, because entrepreneurship is not always a one-person thing. Actually, typically, startup teams tend to be Around three or four people、uh, in co-founding teams on average. So, you know, if you're starting out with just an idea, it could be great to get other teammates aboard early on to help you scope that out and,、um, you know, add complementary skill sets. It's great to be able to talk to someone, even if they're not on your team,、um, to understand the types of、um, solutions that might exist for the problem you're trying to solve.、Um, In a lot of our books,、uh, actually all of them, the parents take an active role in collaborating with, their, collaborating with their kids. So, you know, if you're a young kid wanting to start a business, you may not be thinking about necessarily talking to your classmates, or maybe you are. But there is,、um, there is a value in in、uh, potentially collaborating with, for example, your parents or an adult in your life who has a really good perspective and experience. You might be able to. Learn from as well. So one last thing I wanted to talk about is、uh, how you can create maybe some social impact through entrepreneurship. That means just doing something good to the world, and you can build a company and earn money out of it too. And this is Jason Lee's story, who give、um, who saved the environment with entrepreneurship. So he had this idea of recycling phones and digital devices because he wanted to reduce electronic pollution, like old computers, phones, and other kind of、um, digital、uh, device people throw away. Those trash ended up in some other developing countries like Asia or Africa. It can damage a lot of of our environment, the living space, water, and land for human beings. So Jason. Has a big heart for the environment, and that's where he started. He built this company called Aritron, 
um, that is a company helping people and environment and to recycle the phones and then resell it. And it really made a difference in the world. So the same thing other kids can do. I know there are a lot of kids who have really good hearts and wanted to change the world, but can only do so much. But even a little bit matters, I think. Like selling cookies um, to save a homeless dog, selling um, lemonade and then donate to a nonprofit organization, or just anything. We as uh, as an adult, when we see some kids are passionate about their goal and mission, we would be really touched and impressed. And I'm sure many other parents and kids would do too. So we will support that kind of effort. And that action itself could be a spirit of entrepreneurship, a good action that makes, you know, that you take just out of your good heart and you wanted to do something to to this world. And even that simple, it is pretty amazing that such a small Uh, at such a young age that you can have this kind of realization. So don't be afraid if anything that you do is too small. You can just do anything to get started. So after hearing all this, how you love design, you have many different passions. One of the things I'm wondering about is how you manage your time between like switching this passion to other passions. It sounds very busy. I think it becomes a reality that in our modern society, seems like new generations everyone can potentially be a slash have have you guys heard of that slash it is a term meaning that a person can have multiple careers like entrepreneur entrepreneur slash author slash designer it is true that many people are multi-talented nowadays because we have multiple passions and wanted to do different things and I'm sure Eric and I, we both, we are both like very passionate about education, but at the same time, we have multiple interests in uh, in other areas as well. So, for example, I knew Erica who loves jewelry and she likes other kind of crafting as well, on top of her passion for writing and toward business and technology. Uh, but I think the most important thing uh, is maybe how you can combine this interest and passion and maybe. Uh, in a very creative way that can benefit what you're doing. Uh, for example, I actually have met a musician who uh, happens to be a very successful businessman and investor. As a result, he uses his uh, music brain to create songs and uses his business brain to analyze the trend and potential popularity for his songs. He is just so much more diligent than and any other musician Um, that I've seen to push his songs to the market and trying to figure out ways to promote it. His song got featured on multiple um, radio stations very quickly and got thousands of of plays on a daily basis. So I think that is just a reality that nowadays many people have multiple talents. It it will be great if they can combine those and use them. Uh, another important thing that might be, maybe you can just pick one that you think it's really important that matters to you and you can spend a lot of time on it. I think uh, try to prioritize what feels yeah important to you or use another passion as a relaxation when you feel tired you know, from doing this thing. Maybe lastly, try one thing at a time and when you're tired from doing this, maybe you can move on to another thing. Who knows? Life changes. So my suggestion is to take action on whatever you're passionate about now 
and make the best of your time for this period. Even if later your passion changes, you still have something that you learned from this experience and something you, yeah, it's worth to remember from. So another question I have is about connecting to people who you don't even know. How did you guys reach out to entrepreneurs to create this series of books? Like, for example, my brother, Jason, how did you get in touch with him? This is a question for Erica. She is great at doing these things. So as soon as we started talking, we created a spreadsheet of what we were looking for in the entrepreneur kids we wanted to write about. We had nearly 100 entrepreneurs who were under the age of 18. Um, and we categorized them by where they live, um, how old they are, what's their business idea, and had you know links to their websites and so forth. And then we looked at all of that research and said, who would be our dream team? And luckily, they, uh, you know, those who are at the top of our list said yes. So we're very lucky. Um, and basically, I reached out directly um, via email in most cases, set up a phone call, and took it from there. Um, for Gabby and Sebastian and Brandon, they're younger, so the initial conversation was with um, their parents. And then for Rachel and Jason we started those conversations more directly with them and uh, actually their parents were involved as well. So in all of these discussions, um, we had, you know, very, uh, very structured conversations and we even got to visit all of the entrepreneur kids to get their stories on camera, to see where they do their work, interview employees and, uh, you know, parents and family members and friends to hear about um, how they had seen all of these amazing entrepreneurs um, grow throughout the years they had been working on their projects. And lastly, do you guys have anything else to say to the kids who's listening, who may be starting out as entrepreneurs? My suggestion is to get exposed to some ideas or seeing just how other people do it, like other entrepreneurial uh, entrepreneurs or creators who is doing some fun project and you can just keep listening to our podcast for example uh, we will be featuring a lot of young entrepreneurs or adult creators who are doing amazing things in this world another thing is just like uh, some of our other young entrepreneurs are saying start now start today and try to make something out of your interest and passion solve a problem around you um, just do something that to yeah to to help the community and get some help from your parents, friends and relatives and try do try do your best even if it fails, you know, you can try it again and again. It's a learning experience and I believe one day you will succeed. I'll add Gabby likes to say that NO means next opportunity. It doesn't mean no, it means next opportunity. So don't ever be discouraged. Just know that you always have a next opportunity for every no that you hear. You need to turn that no into a yes. Great. Thank you, Lee and Erica, for sharing your stories and insights about Entrepreneur Kid. We are very excited to be part of it and bring more amazing guests to the platform as well. Thanks for everybody listening to Spark by Entrepreneur Kid, where all kids are empowered to learn, create, and become. I'm Jennifer Lee. And I'm Yang Gao. We will see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Spark Creators Podcast at peachandplumlab.com.